This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. All right, back at it on a Monday. Got two days of shows for you here on the block before we get you back to state tournament action. But for the next two days, you got Stricken Austin with you here on at 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live streams, all available for you to listen and watch. Thanks for doing that. Also, thank you for supporting those who support us. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, 27th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. If you're in Lincoln, you should already know about Mary Ellen's. If you don't, uh, clearly you're not listening to the show enough. Clearly your priorities are out of whack. Go see Charles and his crew at 27th and Pine Lake. If you're not in Lincoln, uh, if you're making your way in for the state tournament this coming weekend, make sure you get down there. It's not that far. Go down Highway 2, take a ride on 27th, get to Mary Ellen's, leave yourself some time. Yeah, yeah. You'll be good. Yeah. Um, it was uh, It was a great week. For girls, state tournament, great turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Ellen's is always a classic uh, to get in there and get some of that. Uh, but shout out to the to the ladies. I mean, they did a wonderful job. Um, they gave their best. Some of the games were just out of whack. Obviously, the competition <laughs> level just did match up in some of those. But I just wanted to give a shout out, man. Once again, Nick did a did a tremendous job. Uh, you know, I told him to make sure he gets some tea and some honey. Yeah, revamp that that mm-hmm. voice a little bit because uh, it's going to be another big one this week. You know, Wednesday, starting Wednesday, it's going to tip off. Four more days of it. Yeah. All the action right here on uh, 93.7 The Ticket. Every game at Pinnacle Bank Arena, like we did with the girls, we will do with the boys. So make sure you are locked into that. Strick, I know you were locked into Nebraska-Iowa yesterday. Oh, gosh, yeah. Good game for that, too. I thought going into that game, Strick, it was going to be one of the, the tallest mountains for Nebraska to climb. They beat Iowa once. Uh, Iowa didn't shoot well the first time. Mm-hmm. You go on the road. And it's senior night. Oh, and by the way, Iowa still had stakes to play for. Like football season, Iowa had the division title on the line in football. They had the two seed on the line in the Big Ten tournament. Strick, how does Nebraska win a game when you give up 21 (laughs) points off of turnovers and 31 off of offensive rebounds? How do you win a game like that? Austin, I was looking at the stats. First of all, before I was really dug into the stats – um, I did that late because I didn't really want to look. But I was frustrated. I was watching this game like, are you guys freaking kidding me right now? And then they would get close, and then they would turn the ball over, and then they would give up an offensive rebound. And I'm looking at Iowa, and I'm like, most teams, if they get that second opportunity on a kick out, they're killing you. And the fact that they weren't able to do that at home on senior night was – I was just dumbfounded. I was like, there's just no way. But I love it for Nebraska because it shows that they have an ability to win multifaceted mm-hmm. in their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you win a grind out. You win an all-defensive game. You win get after it on the offensive side. 
You win it a total game. You win it tough, down the stretch, make your free throw. I mean, they won all these games, six out of the last eight. They've won all these games in a different type of manner, mm-hmm. and they didn't have Casey go nuts. Casey right? did his job he did when his he had job. the opportunity. 11 first-half points. Yeah, Hit a couple big job. ones, but then they took him away in the second half, and you don't just survive. You thrive in the second half. But, 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 but what it's opening up, Jamarcus Lawrence playing the way that he is, it's going to open up paint. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to go back to Derek Walker. Your your scouting report's going to change because now you, you you saw how they were playing him. They were going under. They were going under on screens. They were kind of letting them come over the top. And that's the stuff I talk about. Remember we talked about um, film work. Mm-hmm. Having discussions, watching film. You don't watch film as if you're watching the opponent only. You watch film to determine how they're playing, what's my scouting report saying, what have I done in the last few games, where are these shots going to come from this time? You don't watch it from what you did last time. Get all excited and, yeah, I put it in work. No. No. It's, okay, what could I have done better? Okay, boom, they were kind of playing me underneath. If they're playing me underneath and I didn't have a great game, they're probably going to come back. Now, how are they going to play me for this next game? How did they play when you're watching the film on them? How did they play against that team with their with their with their high scoring guy? You know what I mean? That's how you find out where your opportunities. And then, what do you do in practice? You go and work in those spots. Game shots, the game spots, game speed. It, it, absolutely, absolutely. I ain't got nothing else to say. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So for Nebraska offensively, you have four players reach double-figure scoring. Sam Greasel, the leader at 16, Marcus Lawrence, those five three-pointers. Every single one of them was a big one. Gets the scoring oh, yeah. started, hits a couple from the corner. Uh, every single three-pointer from him was big. C.J. Wilcher, I want to get back to him in a second. He has 12. Casey has 11 in the first half. But then, Strick, you have three other guys with nine points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Walker ends up with only nine, but he had a couple big buckets, including an and-one that he would hit a free throw to tie the game on. Uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach hits a three, but does the little things, does the dirty work in getting the rest of his points. And Sam Hoiberg could have and would tell you he should have had double figures if he hits more than one out of three free throws down the stretch. But again, he hit two open three-pointers at big times. I was really impressed by C.J. Wilcher, though. 12 points, uh, did it in a variety of ways, hit a couple threes. I mean, the huge one to put Nebraska up 80-75 to late was big. Um, He ends up with five rebounds and a couple assists as well, and held his own defensively. You know, I was worried about that. As big as Iowa was, they're a little more athletic than him. C.J. Wilcher was in the right spots at the right time on offense and defense. He competed his butt off, and he was rewarded for it by hitting what proved to be the dagger for Nebraska at the end. Yeah, and and, and I'll tell you something that I've seen in C.J.'s growth, right? Um, A lot of teams have been running him off. I see him. I saw him at one instance get to the mid range, pop it. Didn't try to go all the way to the hoop because he isn't. He doesn't finish as well no. at the basket. So shoot the mid range and get yourself a better shot, right? But the one that I really saw his growth on because he doesn't handle the ball well. There's two parts that I saw that I mentioned on the uh, post game last night. He came off the screen. He knew they were high hedging. He splits mm-hmm. and gets in and finishes. That's 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 high level stuff, that, right? That's not easy to do. Okay, where he got into trouble, there's two there's two instances. One, how they were playing it, they were sagging, they were floating down to Derek Walker. Derek looked open a few times. CJ got up, 
uh-oh, didn't know where to go. Here's the maturity of the freshman, Jamarcus. Jamarcus did the same thing, come off a strong pick and roll, gets there, knows what the defense is doing. Don't, 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 don't anticipate or look or think. No. And he whips one across his body to Sam Hoiberg, wide open. And then, because that's the stuff. When you're driving, when you're penetrating, when you're running offense, you've got to understand their rotations, what they're trying to do, who they're trying to cut off, and you're going to know that guy's going to be open. That's the spot. He hits him on a dime. Boom, Sam Hoiberg pops a three. So those are the types of things that I'm seeing in the growth of the team that I love with what I'm seeing. Nebraska wins it 81-77, to the final. Not pretty, late, had a chance to put it away, didn't, but great defense on Iowa's last possession, yeah. too. Uh, Sanford bailed you out by taking that really quick one. Oh, did he did ever? Did not need to take that no. one, but did. Um, you Whew. survived Patrick McCaffrey going off for six threes. That's the majority of their bench points was, was those two guys. Yeah. And Patrick McCaffrey is a tough matchup for Nebraska. He went off in Absolutely. this game. But, again, you find a way. You survive it. Here's the, cra- the, the, the point with that. If you're dominating the offensive rebounds, what is the best shot that you're going to get? On Kick a, out three. A, on a rebound. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you attack first. Nothing. Get a good shot. Allow your offensive guys to get down in transition, to get in position mm-hmm. in case you miss. You miss. You, you've been killing on the rebounds. Go get it. Kick it back out. Those are the ones you normally hit. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what they should have been doing. Now, um, I'm, I'm not going to get too much in that, but, but I really want to dig into this part. Nebraska was close. When I say close, had it not been for Penn State hitting a game winner, this is the craziness of the Big Ten against Maryland mm-hmm. to win that game. That Maryland was up 15 in. Exactly. You could have a whole different scenario going into this start of the Big Ten. That's one. Purdue got lucky and pulls it off. That's why they scare me. Nebraska handled business and did that. That then throws it on if you would have did what you were supposed to do with Michigan State, you get this one. Now you might win a couple, and you might be in position to get into the NCAA tournament. That's why that one hurts. That's the craziness of that. Michigan's done. They're in trouble. Toast. They're toast. They killed themselves with that. Uh, Indiana's probably looking the best out of anybody right now. Northwestern looked good. Rutgers fell off the wagon. Wisconsin handles business. That's what they needed to do. But I still think they're bubble last four out type of team right now. Wisconsin is a last four out type of team, despite finishing behind Nebraska in the Big Ten standings. Dude, that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, so this this is how the craziness of the season is. Five of the six games that came down the stretch with implications of something were decided by five points. Those five games all had single possession margins in the final minute, and all six games were decided by 28 points or less. That's the craziness of the Big Ten. Going into Chicago, who knows what the heck is going to happen at this point. We got to get out of here in just a sec, but Strick, when I saw after that Northwestern-Rutgers game how the bracket shook out, I don't hate the draw for Nebraska. No. If you get the 10, you probably end up facing Illinois, who's the seven. That's not a good matchup. But here's the thing. You get Minnesota, who, yes, you've played twice this year. You've beat twice this year. 
Can't write off Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, they played Nebraska tough and pesky. But you've won. You feel confident going into that game. Then you get Maryland. You've <laughs> played them, you know, they shot lights out the Great first matchup. time. Good matchup for Nebraska. Yeah. You can hang with them. Of the top four seeds, I'm not as scared as Indiana as I am of anyone else of those top four. Mm-hmm. Not the worst draw for Nebraska. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't... I don't think it's a bad draw. My issue comes down to I think I think the goal should be to get two, mm-hmm. um, get two, get in the conversation, and then look in it and 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 make a staple for yourself to finish your season. Mm-hmm. I think five games, Austin, and I don't care in what level you're playing. I played three games and was absolutely spent, drained done after three mm-hmm. i don't care if it's an aau tournament five games in a short span of time and without yeah. depth you don't have depth you can do it with we had depth and i was still tired right if you don't have depth that's think think of what how many minutes Derek walker played a lot you don't have blaze Keita. Derek walker played 37 minutes in last game you, you can't do that five games, bro. You have to be playing 25 minutes around across the board. Mm-hmm. No one breaks 30 if you're going to try to make that type of run. And you got to do that early. And I mean, I'm talking about putting cats on the bench if you got a 10-point lead with five minutes left. I mean, sit them. You and then, unless you have to. As much as you man, can. you steal as many minutes as you can. Otherwise, you're, you're going to be toast. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying if I'm the staff, I'm looking at two. Get two wins, at yeah. least compete in the third, and take your chances with it. Yeah. Again, the fact that they're here where they are with this much control over their own destiny is a lot Isn't more than crazy? we thought a month and a half ago. Crazy, Austin. Mm-hmm. Before me and you became partners. Yeah. And we look each other in the some. face. Mm-hmm. We thought, there's just no way. This, I, I mean, I, I love Nebraska basketball, and I still thought, yeah, man, I, I can't. I, I wouldn't even. I was over here talking about I wouldn't even blame Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> yeah. What can you, yeah. What, what can you do? Even the more now, if I'm sitting up in the in the as a powers that be in the Trev Albert uh, sphere, mm-hmm. um, I'm even looking like, God dang, look at what this 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 squad has done. So, yeah, absolutely. Plenty more to come on the show today. Coming up next, uh, we'll keep it with the basketball conversation, but turn our uh, or keep it to football. Next segment, uh, Derek Carr has signed. Uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Talk what about does it. that mean? We'll get into that. We do have the shootout with Strick coming up in 15, 20 minutes. Uh, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Three o'clock hour. John Morant got himself in some hot water. We're going to talk about it. What does that mean for him? What does that mean for the future of the NBA? Uh, Brian Munson uh, on three. We'll talk some Husker recruiting at 325 before we cross it over. Uh, more on the block still to come. Thanks for dialing in with us. We'll be back in just a sec.